it is a a great practice to get in uh, reading the Bible. If you don't have the through the Bible schedule, there's some on the back table. And um, in addition to that, it is a, a sweet, sweet medicine for the soul, reading psalms. And uh, you will get to know the character and nature of God. And in Psalm 34, I want you to specifically have your um, radar on that um, you're looking for um, the fear of the Lord and in, in understanding that. Psalm 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him, and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles." The angel of the Lord encamps round about those that fear him and delivers them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. O oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for there is no want to those who fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children. Hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears, and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart, and saves such as be of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He guards all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. An excellent psalm that uh, builds our faith and reminds us of the Lord's care. But through it, it mentions several instances that the Lord will do this or that to those that fear him. And this morning we looked at the aspect from Ecclesiastes. Solomon said, the whole duty of man can be summed up in this, to fear God and keep his commandments. And we mentioned that the fear of the Lord is a healthy respect for God's authority and character. He has all authority. God can do anything that he wants. He has the power to do it. And it's a respect for his character, for his 
um, perfectness, for his um, unchanging faithfulness, and so on. And it is also a wholesome dread of disobeying God, that because of what God has done for me in forgiving my sins through Jesus Christ and leading me, shepherding me, and promising me a home in heaven, I do not want to disobey Him. That's a part of the fear of the Lord. And um, we mentioned this morning that in Psalm 34 and verse 11, that it says, Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is something we learn, and that's what we want to deal with here tonight um, in dealing with the fear of the Lord. But before we get into that, I want to just list a few of the benefits of the fear of the Lord. I would encourage you in your Bible reading to just kind of keep your eyes open for when it talks about fearing the Lord you will be amazed at the benefits that are, that are given. Um, number one, and these aren't in any special order, but one benefit will have the power to overcome sinful habits. Proverbs 16 and verse 6 says, By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. When we become aware of the the um, power and presence of God in our life. And we, we come to realize God is with me. It gives us a power to overcome evil. Um, God has given us the power to overcome the evil in our own life. It's just that we don't use it very often. And the fear of the Lord, by the fear of the Lord... Men depart from evil. Secondly, it makes us wise. We mentioned this morning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It shouldn't surprise us today that there's such a lack of wisdom in our world today because there is no fear of God. I mean, if wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, so... When God sees us fearing the Lord and understanding our relationship with Him, He sees that as a person that He can, can trust with truth, trust with wisdom. And it's amazing the insight that He gives. The Bible's full of examples of individuals that feared the Lord. God gave them insight. God gave them wisdom. And true wisdom comes from the fear of the Lord. <clears throat> It also teaches us contentment. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse 16 says, <clears throat> Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. So he says, if you have the fear of the Lord, you are better off than if you have great treasure and trouble with it. When we learn to fear the Lord, we learn to have contentment. We also experience true worship. In, in Psalm 5, he refers to this aspect, and it deals with the, the, the truth of fearing the Lord. 
And he said, in fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. How can, how can you worship God if you don't see him in his character, in his greatness, in his power, in his authority? You can't. The worship is, is minuscule. It's, it's a, a low a form of worship because we don't see him in his greatness. In Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 26, it mentions that those that fear the Lord shall have strong confidence. In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence. Confidence doesn't come by saying, I think I can, I think I can, I know I can, I know I can. That isn't. Confidence comes when we fear God and God gives us the confidence in Him. Many people today lack confidence, and it's because we don't know the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord brings delight to the Lord. In Psalm 147 and verse 11, the Lord delights in those that fear Him. Think of it. Every one of us here tonight could make the Lord, we could bring delight to the Lord. The Lord delights in those that fear Him. It also will receive praise. The Lord will give praise to those that fear Him. And it brings deliverance. We read in Psalm 34 and verse 7, The angel of the Lord encamps round those that fear Him and delivers them. So, those are just a few of the benefits of the fear of the Lord. There's many, many more, and I encourage you to to just take notice of, of those as you read through the Bible. So, how do I learn to fear the Lord? It almost goes without saying, but we're not going to go without saying, because it can't go without saying, you must be born again. We must come to the point where we've realized my sin is against God, and I already have the wrath of God abiding on me. If I, any one of us born into this world, the wrath of God is already upon us. We ought to fear His wrath. But then the love of God in bringing forgiveness sends His Son. And once we receive the gift of Jesus Christ, we are spiritually made alive. A dead person doesn't fear. You can't fear God if you have no spiritual life in the sense of valuing his character and his nature and and desiring to please him in the sense of what we say the fear of the Lord. If a person has not trusted Christ... They ought to fear being separated from God for all eternity. So first of all, you must be born again. Secondly, learn God's character through the Word of God. We mentioned this morning, and we'll mention again tonight, you learn about God by reading the Bible. We have false views of God because we don't read the Bible and let it, Show us what God is like. 
You know, if, if we went through Psalm 34, the, the psalm we read, if we went through that tonight and just said, what does this psalm teach me about God? You could have a, a good character sketch about God just from Psalm 34. That's how we need to approach the Word of God. What does this teach me about God? The more you know about God, the more you will fear Him. You've heard the saying, the handwriting's on the wall. That saying, as many sayings that are in our culture, come from the Bible. Belshazzar was a king, wicked king, arrogant king, had everything, and all of a sudden a hand starts writing on the wall that warned him of impending judgment. And it's interesting, in Daniel chapter 5 and, and verses 5 and 6, let me, let me just find this here, and um, I find it interesting how, how they, they say this, that when this king in all his power and authority saw this hand writing on the wall, warning him of impending judgment. It says, Then the king's countenance changed, and his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his hips were loosened, and his knees knocked against each other. And the king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers and the Chaldeans and soothsayers to tell me, what is this? The fear of God. This guy, all of a sudden... His knees start knocking, his hips turn loose. He is standing there wiggling like a wet noodle. Why? Because he saw a little glimpse of the power of God and the warning and the judgment of God. Be very, very careful of these people that say, I died, I went to heaven and saw God and I saw this and it was just so wonderful. You read the Bible, when they saw God, they fell on their faces they said, woe is me, Isaiah, when he saw a glimpse of the holiness of God. He said, woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips. When, when we read in the Bible, Paul, when he saw the, the bright light and the, the conviction of God upon him, he immediately fell on the ground. We read in, in Revelation, John fell at his feet as a dead man. The presence of God is powerful. And the more you read the Bible, the more you'll find out that as as Paul said in 2 Corinthians, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. I mean, it is a it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. And you will learn about the character and nature of God in reading the Bible. Years and years ago, someone I heard someone say, and you if you've been here long, you've heard this, but to read a proverb a day. I'm telling you, reading a proverb a day will remind you of the things God loves 
and the things God hates. Did you notice how many of the benefits of the fear of the Lord that we listed tonight came from the book of Proverbs? And you say, I've read through Proverbs the last five years. Well, you know what? You're a different person tonight than you were five years ago, and it will speak to you differently tonight than it did five years ago or last month. So, you read today's January 3rd, you read Proverbs 3. So you're reading through the book of Proverbs every month. And I tell you, I, I have yet to not be blessed and challenged and learn about the character of God in reading through Proverbs. If you do not read a proverb a day, I would encourage you to do that in addition to your other Bible reading. It doesn't take long. But you will learn about the character and nature of God. To learn the fear of the Lord, you must learn God's character. Secondly, you need to start seeing the Creator in His creation. You know, you see a beautiful sunrise. We actually, we actually saw the sun a couple times this last week. Wasn't it wonderful? And to see the sunrise, does it draw your focus to God and say, man, what a mighty God. To see, I mean, who can make an air conditioning system like this that turns the temperature down all across Canada, western United States, all across? Who can do that? And just wait before long, who can do who can bring the tonnage of moisture the rain that we had in December the the astronomical weight of that rain who can bring that down that ought to make us say what a mighty god we serve but you know what in Romans chapter 1 it says wicked people will worship and serve the creature more than the creator and it's easy for us as Christians to get where we just see His creation and enjoy His creation, but we don't enjoy the one who made it. Learn to see God in creation. I mean, to see the, the miracle of the snowflake, to see the miracle of life in puppies or calves or to see God's design in the human body, there's, there's, not a, there's not, I was going to say a piece of equipment, but there's nothing that operates like our human body. I, I'm telling you, medicine can do a lot of things. I've got an artificial left knee. It is nothing like my right knee. Number one, they made it an inch longer than they were supposed to make it, okay? The other night, we, after our, our, we had a Wednesday night share time, and somebody said, Hey, I noticed, Pastor, you got a lift on your shoe. Is that? I said, Yeah, they made this knee longer. I don't care what. They can put hearts in, they can put, they can't do what God does. Anything man makes is a, is a copy of what God does. And when God does something, he does it right. 
I'm not saying this, any of you that are contemplating getting knee surgery, I'm not saying this to my knee's way better than it was before, okay? I'm just illustrating that anything man does is not as good as God's. And we need to start seeing God in everything around us. We need to see God in history. I mean, history, go back and study a real American history book, not modern American history books. You grab a modern American history book and and you'll be amazed at what you don't find. But go back and read American history. In our library, we have an excellent book, The The Mighty Hand of God. If you want to stand in awe of God's dealings in history, because history is his story, and start seeing God in, in our history. You know, all this stuff going on in the Middle East, all of that stuff going on, that's God moving people places, moving nations into place. Um, Do you think Russia has just become a major power um, just because of Putin? No. God's got plans for Russia. Read the Bible. It'll tell you about it. Do you think Israel really in and of itself could command that much attention? Why haven't they wiped Israel off the map already? Because God said it wouldn't be wiped off the map. That's why. And no one messes with God. You know, start seeing God in history. Start seeing why do you think things are do you think things are in the way they are in America just because we've elected the wrong people? No, the things are the way they are in America because we have turned our back on God. And God says, I I encourage you, go read Deuteronomy twenty eight. He told the children of Israel, this, this emphasizes God's character. He said, if you will honor me, I will bless you. He said, if you curse me, I will bring these judgments upon you. We are not Israel, but you know what? God works the same. And he said, people that honor me, I will bless. People that curse me, I will bring my judgment. It's the fear of the Lord. Learn to see God in history. And then to learn to fear God, this one may, may come at you out of left field. Tithe. Give to the Lord. Do you know the purpose of tithing is not to meet the needs of the church? The purpose of tithing is to teach us to fear God and to be reminded that everything comes from God. Realize that it's a reminder to us. The story is told of a dad who um, went and bought his little boy some French fries. And what do fathers do when they buy their boys French fries? They reach down and take one, right? One or two or whatever. And as he did this, the little boy slapped his father's hand and said, Don't touch my French fries. And the father thought, my goodness, what a selfish son I have. He said, I bought those French fries. They really belong to me. 
And the father knows that his son also belongs to him. And the father could get angry and never buy his son another French fry again to teach his son a lesson. Or the father could take the French fries away and not let him enjoy them. There are a lot of responses the father could have. But when you think about it, God wants one French fry from us, and we slap his hand. He asks for a tithe, and we say, keep your hands off my money. I can't afford to give you that. Do you understand it's not a matter of legalism, it's a matter of understanding and honoring God. This morning in our men's Sunday school class, I we have a in our circle down there, we have three or four senior saints that sit together. We call them we call them a lot of things. No, not really. But I said, I said at the start, I said, I want you guys to think about something you wish someone had told you when you were younger or advice that you got that, that was really a blessing to you. One of them said, you know, I was told when I couldn't afford it that I needed to tithe. And he said, That has been one of the best things we've ever done. Number one, it reminds you, and and again, I am not saying this to get more money in the offering plates. I'm saying this so you will be blessed of God, so you will be reminded, you know what? Everything I have comes from God, and this is the least I can do is to give back not just money, my time, my talents, my resources. Somebody said they saw a bumper sticker the other day. It said, tithe if you love Jesus, any fool can honk. I like that one. <laughs> you know, that, that pretty well sums it up. But the reality is, if you get in and look, the purpose God had for this is to remind us That He, we mentioned it this morning, we ought to fear Him because every blessing comes from God. And understand that. And then, to learn to fear God, see God in every detail of your life. Everything that happens in your life. I am here by God's design. I am here for God's purpose. I am here under God's training, and I am here in God's timing. I mean, see the things that happen. Okay, God, what is it you're trying to teach me through this that has come into my life? This blessing, this sickness, this whatever it is. God, what is it? What, how are you wanting to use this in my life? How are you teaching me about your character. One of the things that has helped me immensely in life is is when maybe I'm tempted to be offended or or maybe 
taken advantage of or something along that line to stop and think, the way I feel right now is the way I have made God feel many, many times. You know, it, it's just like the dad taking a, a French fry from the French fries. Just talking about it, I'm ready to drive to McDonald's right now, you know. Man, it makes you hungry. You say what you want about McDonald's, but they have the best French fries in the world. Only thing better is homemade French fries, right? And if you have homemade French fries, yeah. Anyway, how did I get on that? I was hungry. That's how I got on that. But it's just like every detail in life. You take a French fry from your kid and he says, hey, those are mine. And you think, you ungrateful little slob. That's how we're... T- now tell me, you act like, oh, we never think... Th- You've thought that about your kids. I don't believe it. Some of you can't even nod your head. You know what I'm saying? But then take it and think, you know what? That's how God, I have been an ungrateful little slob to God. You see what I'm saying? Everything that happens in life, to take it and think, okay, God, What does this teach me about you? And that will help us to walk in the fear of the Lord. But first of all, there just has to be a desire. God, I want to honor you by fearing you. Do you understand? Every detail of life will disappear. But someday it will just be you and God. Everything else, every human being that we worry about, it'll be gone. It'll be us and God. And that's what the fear of the Lord brings us to the reality. It is God and me. And to walk in the fear of the Lord, you have the blessing of God upon you. And the reality of that blessing. You know... In just a moment, we're going to take time to pray for our nation. What we need to pray for is that we would fear God, that the fear of God would grip we as Christians to start with. I'm I'm amazed at how, as Christians, we just um, dismiss what God says about himself and, and dismiss his standards and things. The bottom line is, When there is no fear of God, there is definite judgment of God. And wickedness abounds. We mentioned this morning some of the results of not fearing the Lord, that you get a corrupt um, justice system, you get wickedness abounding, and, and you get taken over by other nations. That's God's judgment. You plant seeds of not fearing God, and that's what comes. So every one of us, you know what? I can't make, as we said this morning, none of us can make anybody else fear God, but I can bring myself to the reality of fearing God. We're going to go to prayer, and uh, I invite you.